and welcome back to another episode of the Jasmine Star Show, a conversational business podcast for business owners like you to build a brand, market it on social media, and get more customers. My name is Caro, head of the Social Curator Customer Success Team, and I'm here today to introduce Jasmine's recent edition of Ask Me Anything on Facebook Live. In this Q&A, you'll hear Jasmine answer questions about pivoting your business, having more than one ideal client, deleting old posts. Plus, at the end, Jasmine takes us to church with an inspirational kick in the pants about remaining undaunted despite challenges that pop up in your business. Trust me, you cannot miss this conversation. So without further ado, here it is. Hi friends, how are you? Welcome to this week's edition of Ask Me Anything, where you submit questions both pre and live as we're creating this video and then we get this party started. So for those of you who've been around the block with me, you know I love, I love my cheesiness. This is gonna be the question of the day. If you could only have three apps on your phone, which three would you keep? Y'all, I asked this question to the team. This is, I always love these cheesy questions. So I was like, what are the three? You are, you learned so much about people knowing the three apps they would keep. So I would want to learn more about you. What are the three apps that you would just have to keep on your phone? We're going to dive into our Q&A. And we're going to start off with the big question of whether you should delete posts. Susie asked, do you go back and delete out old and irrelevant Instagram or Facebook posts, perhaps for events that are long past or products that you no longer offer? Or is it better just to leave everything there? That was upvoted four times. Now I am going to come out and say what is in the past shall remain in the past. This is how I feel specifically about social media because it's not searchable by SEO, search engine optimization. So it's gonna be very hard for somebody to find a really old Instagram or Facebook post because in order for them to do so, they would have to scroll down your feed pretty dang far. And very few people do that. And I also believe even furthermore is like very fewer people are gonna scroll to the beginning of your feed. They're probably not even gonna scroll back a year. I mean, maybe your mom might scroll back a year if she really wanted to find something. But other than that, very few people are doing that. So what I wanna do is I always look towards the future. I want to embrace the process that got you where you are. I want to embrace the process that got me where I am on this particular time. I'm not going to waste any time looking back in the past because that's taking valuable time that I should be focusing on the present or even better yet, focusing on the future. So that's what's going to be the big takeaway from this is to look forward and focus your efforts on what's in front of you and not what's behind you. Can I get an amen? We're not just talking about business principles, we're talking about life principles. Okay, now we're gonna move on to another question that was upvoted within the Facebook world that will also be shared on YouTube. Big question though, before we do that, is if you are watching this live, or even if you watch it later, you can pop in questions, because I will do my best to answer them. Let's go into question number two. And that's pivoting your business. Erica asked, do you have any advice for how to communicate to my followers that I'm shifting my niche from moms to women working in the education system? I feel like it's going to be bumpy, confusing, and as if I'm jumping into an area that I don't belong. I've never worked in a school setting. Thanks so much. So to Erica and anybody else willing to listen, I hope for you, the same way I hope for me, that we never belong. 
Because belonging keeps us safe. And belonging keeps us comfortable. And belonging doesn't get us noticed. Have you ever been walking and you're approaching a group of like, let's say junior high schoolers and they're all wearing the little denim shorts and the crop tops and they all have the headbands and they all have the tiny purse backpacks. But if you were to see one of them who was dressed differently, walked differently, behaved differently, where would your attention go? To the pack of junior high schoolers that looking and acting the same or to the one that stood out? Y'all, this plays itself over and over again in life and business. It is easier to want to match and do everything the way that industry does or the way that all of your industry professionals or other career people who are doing your similar career. It is easier to match. I am going to encourage you to never fit in. I am going to encourage you that if people look at you and say you don't belong, you belong and you better make your own space. So outside of just like that simple like mindset shift to where it's like, let's not talk about how we communicate it yet. First, you have to convince yourself that even if you don't look the part, sound the part, behave the part that you belong. Now let's get into a few of the little logistics. I feel like I need to pause there. Okay. Now let's get into a little bit of the logistics. We're talking about communicating a pivot to your followers. Well, a good place to start would be your the ratio of posts. Like how many posts? Now remember, Erica is moving from speaking to moms and now she's going to be speaking to women in the school system. So number one, I am functioning on the assumption that Erica does not want to create a new account from scratch. That's fine, but Erica and anybody else in Erica's situation has to keep in mind that if her account was for moms, that a very, 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 very small percentage of her followers are also women in the educational school system. So if Erica is going to be switching what she's saying, she has to understand that the vast majority of her followers are going to be like, what the heck happened? And that's okay. That's to be expected. Now, when I talk about the ratio of posts, if Erica wants to quickly pivot, just I want to just leave all of my offerings and my old business behind, and I want to just talk to women in the educational world, well, then your ratio of posts, like 90% of your posts, 100% of your posts could be about your new industry. But if Erica is saying, well, I want to see if I could bring some of my current audience with me, then your ratio of posts will have to straddle the line between speaking to moms and speaking to women in the school profession. Now, there is not a right or wrong. It's just the longer you take to speak to a new audience, the slower will growth will be. Now, I also have to tell you and remind you that some people will unfollow you and that's okay. I look at social media as a contract between you and your followers. Now, Erica started off a contract saying, hi, my account is for moms. And then Erica decided to change the terms of the contract. Her followers didn't change. Erica changed. She says, hey, I'm changing the terms of the contract. So if her followers decide not to engage and decide to unfollow, good. 
bless and release, wish them well. They were never going to be people who were going to be investing in your business anyway. So I believe that the ratio of post will determine how quickly you can take off. However, here's the conundrum. If Erica has, let's just say Erica has 10,000 followers and they're moms, a very, very, very small percentage of her followers could be moms who also happen to be working in the school system. So it's like re-educating all those people about what you're doing is going to take a long time. So please have patience for that. If Erica or anybody else in Erica's position around pivoting her business gets to a point to where she's like, you know what? I don't want to fight against a tidal wave. I am willing to start brand new with a new set of people or followers to help position this. Again, there's not a right or wrong to decide if Erica's going to keep her current followers and try to transition them. And there's not a right or wrong if Erica decides to start over from scratch. The issue is for us as business owners and for Erica as a business owner to make a conscious decision of what she is doing and why. Do not be a victim. Do not say, oh, I didn't know. You have to be cognizant and say, I'm making this decision and I know it'll be hard, but I'm willing to do it and here's why. Okay, Uh, let's dive into a few of the live questions that are being asked. I'm gonna answer them, so please feel free to drop them here. Uh, Okay, let's go into Tiffany Sien asked, I sometimes feel resented because I go live regularly and the live streams in a way clash with my private life. Now I go live less regularly in a week, but I notify my audience in advance. Do you think this could work? How much in advance? The answer, Tiffany, is you will only test. I could say, Tiffany, it's going to be amazing. It's going to kill. Of course it'll work. And I could say, I don't know, Tiffany, it might not work. It doesn't matter what I tell you, Tiffany. Only thing that matters is I want you to test it. So now, Tiffany, you have metrics. You have metrics of when you were going live with consistency, but it affected your personal life. You could see how many people on average showed up. How many comments were you getting live? How many people were you getting comments after? You have that. Now you're going to test it a different way. You are going to be live less, but you're going to announce it. Maybe you announce it 48 hours in advance. Maybe you announce it 24 hours in advance. You get to test that. Then you get to look at the metrics. Y'all, let me just be straight out. I do not give a rip about my hypothesis. I don't give a flying fig what my thoughts are. I only care about data. Data is going to empower us as business owners to make decisions. So let's not get esoteric or like, I don't know what decision to make. Make a decision, make any decision, then get the data and analytics. So Tiffany, you've gone live before without announcing it. It was affecting your personal life. Now you're trying to test going live by announcing it to your audience. I want you to test announcing it 48 hours in advance. Then you go live, get that metrics. Then I want you to announce going live 24 hours in advance and then get those metrics. And then I want you to look at your metrics and then I want you to see which one works better for me. Then you have your answer. Loved that freaking question. Okay, Um, Shanae Horton, waiting to transition from primary and personal training to primary online. Any advice for the transition? Shanae and anybody else who's interested, my answer has been and will likely always be content, content, content. 
People will not know how to support you. People will not know how to talk about you. People will not know how to buy from you if they do not first see what it is you're doing. Because I could sit here and say, I'm a ninja. Y'all, I'm a ninja. I'm a ninja. No one's going to be like, that girl, she's a ninja. Ah, But if I show you practicing my ninja moves, if I buy my ninja outfit, if I buy a ninja sword or nunchucks and I'm showing you me practicing and I'm showing you my nunchucks and I'm showing you my outfit, the next time I walk into a room, people are like, well, there goes the ninja. Why? I showed it to them. So, Sinead, if you're going from personal training in and now you're doing online training, all I need you to do, queen, is show what it is you do online. That is it again and again. Okay. Steph Clark. For metrics and analytics, do you go to an app or do you just use Instagram insights? I use insights or because I have a personal account, I can get insights if I'm running an ad on Instagram. But if I'm not running ads on Instagram, I don't have insights because I have a personal account. So I just look at my likes and comments. That's it, friends. Likes and comments. Like that will give you a freaking great insight into what your audience wants to see. Like legit. Uh, Okay, let's dive into another one of our pre-asked questions. Multiple ideal clients. Rolene asked, what's your take on having more than one ideal customer? In direct marketing and one of my ideal customers are product users and the other would be brand partners. I've thought about this and would it be fine to have both of these ideal customers included in my content pillars? And here's the thing. The easy answer is yes, but I feel like it confuses your audience. I know it sounds terrible. I know it sounds like I'm saying, yo, go get a root canal. I'm really not. I believe that ideal customers is one because you can attract more than just your ideal customer. And I really mean this, right? You can attract more than just your ideal customer. But who do I think you should create for? Your dream customer. Create is different than attract. Now, I heard this morning somebody said, I merely give suggestions and you make decisions. So what I am suggesting and you will decide if it is a right fit for you. But honey, child, buttercup, let me save you some dang time. I have been in the game a minute and I'm going to tell you this works. I suggest you speak to one. You speak to one ideal client. Punto final. Period. And case in point. When you speak to one person, you end up attracting others. I have a feeling that if you're in direct sales and I'm going to your account and I see, like, listen, I know how direct sales works. Your downline will outperform your product sales. But in order for you to build your downline, you need to talk about your products. I get the game. But if I were you, I would focus on selling products to position myself to get in the game to build the no like, and trust factor. And the minute I had enough sales to substantiate for me to understand the game, I would pivot all of my content to talk about building my dream life, my six-figure income. I get to go on vacations, right? Because you need to sell the aspiration model to build your downline. That's just the facts. I spit it how I see it. Also, one thing that we want to take into consideration is you will be surprised by the diversity of customers that you attract. Because as you're creating content for either the buyer of 
the product that you're selling or building your downline, there's going to be people who just appreciate the fact that you're building at your downline by selling these products. People get the game. People are very familiar with direct sales, very familiar with how, how it works. But now what we're going to do for the next five minutes is dive into more live Q&A. We're going to get this party started with these amazing questions. Okay. Vanessa Hunt, where are the best sources for Reels tutorials? Like the technical know-how, please and thanks. Okay, so very active on Reels, very active on TikTok. I am creating content, not for where I want to be, but I am creating content for where I think my customers are. It is no joke that I am going live on Facebook and will repurpose this video with a timestamp to YouTube. And then from YouTube, I will link it on Twitter. And then what I will do is I will create reels on Instagram and then I will contextualize for TikTok and then I will recontextualize for LinkedIn. I have to tell you right now with many thanks to team member Courtney, she informed me that of my top five performing posts on LinkedIn, three of them were reels. Now, do I post all of my reels on LinkedIn? No. Do I post reels on LinkedIn that are contextualized for the platform? Yes. Like I created a reel, five ways to look better in your Zoom meeting. That did kind of okay. It did kind of mediocre for me on Instagram. It killed on LinkedIn, right? Because people on LinkedIn are more interested about Zoom meetings than people on Instagram. But hey, I am just creating content and repurposing it on different platforms to see where people connect. But here's the thing, I can talk to you about creating reels. In fact, I've created reels tutorials on my Instagram account, but the fact of the matter remains that, okay, I, it's not even a pitch because Social Curator is closed right now. But on the inside of Social Curator, we go through tutorials. We have objectives. We have an upcoming plan that's actually teaching you how to create three reels every single week in less than an hour. Why? We create the system, we create the flow, we create the resources. Like. That's just me talking about what it is that I do. Like if you want more information, Instagram, you get my free stuff. Social Curator is where we get the accountability, the resources, the walkthrough, and actual behind the scenes tutorials. So I invite people to say, all right, you guys, this is how I'm recording my reels today. This is what we're doing. So that business owners can then go and do. Yes and amen. Okay. Um, let's see. Susan Salgado asked reels covers, a must or not? A must. So this is the crazy thing, is that YouTube really depends so hard on creating a beautiful thumbnail to attract attention. So I'm taking what I learned from YouTube about creating thumbnails and applying the same thing for, for reels. Now here's what I want people to avoid. In fact, I made a reel about this, is that what I see people doing is they'll create a reel and then they'll upload a cover photo that wasn't from that reel. It was like a beautiful, like. DSLR, like a professional photo where they're like, but then that's the cover photo. And when you click on the reel, the reel is like something that's not connected to it. I believe and studies show that when you have a beautifully curated cover photo that's not related to the reel, the reel doesn't perform as well. So what now I'm doing now that I've done some research is when I create a reel, I will also take a photo in the same outfit, in the same setup so that I can add text to the reel, so it all looks contextual, so that the cover photo, now in case you're not understanding what I'm talking about, please find me on Instagram, at Jasmine Star, click on my reels. You will see that the most recent, maybe five or six reels, are a photo 
of me in the same environment of creating the reel. Whereas if you go down further on my reels, you will see that I'm either just pulling a screen grab from the reel or I'm uploading a different photo. They're not performing as well. So a real photo, thumbs up. An overly curated photo that's not related to the reel, thumbs down. Does that make sense? Yes or no? Drop me a yes or no, because I, I want to make sure that I'm clarifying this. I want to be helpful, y'all. All right. Okay. Pascal asked, question on Facebook Lives, cricket alert, unable to get much traction for lives, comments, not sure. I want to keep trying since it requires a lot of my sh shy self. What can I do to get more people to come on when I'm live or should I try IG Live? The answer is yes and all of the above. Like, I can't tell you, Pascal, if you should go on Instagram Live until you try going on Instagram Live. I think that the only reason why I've been able to get people to watch Facebook Live is because I've been doing Facebook Live for over four, like four years, at minimum, four years, every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. The reason why, and let me tell you, Pascal, all signs point to me to stop doing the Facebook Lives. All signs. Four years ago, when, Inst when Facebook was allowing people to go live, I would get a lot of reach. And I'm not gonna talk numbers because all of a sudden, I just want you to say, I would get a lot of reach. And every year, and I keep track of this, every year, you see it get lower, 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 lower. So at the time of this recording on Facebook, I have somewhere around 279,000 people on this Facebook page. There is less than 150 people watching live on the replay because it's going to sit on the page and it's going to live here, get a little activity for the next 48 hours on average. It will see somewhere between 10 and 14,000 reach, 15,000 reach on a page of 270,000 where in the past when the page was even smaller, the reach was so much bigger. I'm talking about 40 or 50,000. So why would I, as the page gets bigger, but my reach gets smaller, why would I still continue to show up? Why would I show up for 100 people when on the page? Of course, I mean, I, number one, like the fact that there's 100 people on the other side of this freaking blows my freaking mind. I'm very thankful. But if we look at what we don't have, it will never be enough. So Pascal, if nobody comes on live, no problem, because somebody's gonna watch it on the replay. But if you tell me, but Jasmine, only four people are watching it on the replay. That's four more people who saw you today. I come to Facebook and later on YouTube to serve the people who are here live and to serve the people who watch the replay. I will continue to show up and serve because I believe there no good and valiant best try deed will go unnoticed. Somebody right now needs to hear the thing that I am saying. I don't care if it's from the White House to the warehouse. I don't care that if you are watching this and your husband, your wife, your mom, your kid is like, that girl's voice is annoying. And then all of a sudden I say something and it resonates with them and they're like, dang. I speak when the rooms are empty because you will never be able to speak to a full room if you don't ever get comfortable speaking to the empty one first. For years, I spoke to rooms that were empty. For years, I wrote posts that nobody read. For years, I published blogs that got no traction. For years, I created photos that nobody had an opinion about. For years, I went live when nobody showed up. And the reason why I continue to show live is because I don't look at early indications to dictate my future success. 
So right now, Pascal and anybody who says, Jasmine, it's a wasteland. Jasmine, I only talk to crickets. Jasmine, nobody cares about what I post. Nobody's going to care about what you post until you remain undaunted. That's just it. Do you know how many people start the New York City Marathon and don't finish? Guess what? Nobody's talking about them. People are talking about people who finish the marathon even if they were the last stinking person to finish. In fact, I would venture to say the person who finishes the last at the New York City Marathon gets more attention than the person who was right in the middle of the pack. But we're talking about people who finish. And the thing about us creating content, furthermore, the thing about us creating businesses is that it's not a finite game. Starting a business is not something that you start and win. It's an infinite game. The game never ends. Just because you start a business and let's say you sell your business for $100 million, the game as an entrepreneurship around the world, it doesn't end. There is no such thing as winning the business game. Just like if you happen to graduate Valley Victorian of your college class, you didn't win college. You were ahead of others in that time frame. And let's say you barely, barely, barely graduated high school. You like eked out by the skin of your teeth. You didn't lose the high school game. You were just slightly behind at this infinite circle that we are all running. So Pascal and anybody else who's out there who says, I want to stop because I'm not getting results. Getting results when? The reason I can get a hundred people on a live is because I've been doing it undaunted multiple times a week for four years. If people like Pascal or anybody doesn't have the ganas, doesn't have the chutzpah, doesn't have the grit, doesn't have the fortitude to show up and speak to empty rooms, to show up and speak to empty lives, to post when nobody gives a rip, you will never be where you want to be. Not winning because we can't win this game. We can only play. And I have to tell you straight out, I don't even know how I got on this detour of a conversation, but this queen came to play. I do not believe I can beat anybody. That's why I share everything I know. I believe that when I share, I pull people alongside with me. I believe I win when you win. I believe it with all of my heart. I believe it deep in my gut. I am not intimidated to share everything I know. Why? A small group of people, I am talking a very small group of people, will actually invest to go deeper with the things that I teach. And for the 99% of people who decide that that investment isn't worth it for them, you think I'm going to stop talking? No, because I can't win the game of entrepreneurship. But can we move forward in our lives collectively? Yes. So I I am going to continue to show up until I blow up. I'm going to continue to play this infinite game because there's not winners and losers. I believe that when I move forward and I bring people with me, game over. I love it. It makes me freaking happy. It makes me freaking alive. So friends and anybody else who's worried that people aren't showing up to your lives, get comfortable speaking to the empty rooms because the people who remain undaunted and stand on stages when nobody's in the chairs, those are the people who are speaking in the auditoriums. Mark my freaking words. I have a vision of myself standing on a stage in front of 10,000 people. And you want to know what? 
I will never stand on a stage in front of 10,000 people until I'm comfortable chatting with 100 people online. Amen. All right, friends. Much love, much gratitude. Thank you for being here. Go out and conquer. Go out and slay. Do the dang thing. Speak to the empty rooms. Why? Your determination will be the thing that sets you apart in this infinite game we call business. Much love. Dang, didn't the end of that conversation get you fired up? I just love Jasmine's Real Talks. If you love them too, join Jasmine's text community. Every week she sends an inspirational message right to your phone to help you get through the day. To join, simply head to jasminestar.com slash text me to text Jasmine and join the community. Until next time, friends, I'm going to go take this motivation and use it to serve social curator users the best way possible. Bye.